Today's episode is sponsored by the Tangiers. While in Vegas, stay at the world-famous Tangiers Hotel, known for the hottest slots that hit three jackpots within 20 minutes. Plus, visit the Tangiers Cafe, where their muffins have an equal amount of blueberries in every bite. Use promo code IINTHESKY to get 10% off your reservation. We're also sponsored by Aces High, the new Sam Rothstein show, featuring the Sasha Semenov Orchestra and the Sam Rothstein Dancers. Taped live from the all-new sportsbook inside the Tangiers Hotel, Mr. Rothstein is a professional gambler and the best football handicapper in America. A man who will take you inside the real Las Vegas as no one has ever done before. Use promo code FRANKIEAVALON to get free tickets to a taping. Now let's fire up those time circuits. Set it to 1995 because today we're traveling back in time to revisit Casino. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Everybody, welcome back to a long overdue return of the brother. I mean, what the fuck? Híjole, ya la fregaste. Ya la fregaste. That's what happens. That's what happens when you, you know, for a long time. Ah, uh, shit. Because I haven't recorded with my brother either. Fuck, dude. I, I always fregada. fuck up with Brothers Bear. I always right. accidentally close out with ADA or I start. Right. And this is the first time I accidentally... But that's why it's been a while, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm glad you're back. You've joined us. Hopefully you're still there. And that's right. Is the return of us in our DeLorean to revisit one of the uh, one of the biggest films of like what the 90s? Uh, I would have to say when it comes to mobster films. I don't know. You know, it might be another one, but we'll get to that. Hey, everybody. This is Santos Medrano. And Freddie Morales. Como están todos? That's right. We are back. It's been a while, but we have returned, ladies and gentlemen. It's a, yeah. it's been a minute, as they say, as the kids. Say. I never liked that saying. It always bugged me. It's been a minute. It's been a Get minute. It's not even more than a minute. Eh? I hate that. I don't know. Ever since people first started saying that, like, hey, man, it's been a minute. I'm like, why don't you just say a while? It, it were like yeah. they want to be like all cool. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's Get been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, just to uh, catch up on on real quickly of past episodes on our blood in blood out episodes. Uh, actually, there was two. There was our little short mini part episode and the episode we did with No on Fifteen when we we did their episode of the blood in blood out. We talked about El Pino, the tree that's in the movie, and I had a delivery right by there the other day, and you did. I. Yeah, and I went. I, I was like, "Oh shit!" And I went. And there's fun. It's funny because I was wondering. I'm like, "This movie, 1993. Like, is it where there's constantly people gonna be around, or is it like no one cares anymore?" Like, I, I didn't know what to expect when I showed up. Nope, there was barely any parking, and there were still people walking up, taking pictures, and getting back in the car. So it's still like wow, popular. Cool. And, I mean, in the, it's in East LA, so I guess it's like because yeah. it's such an East LA movie. Like, I I'm thought so it was, it close. Was, I'm so close now to East LA. I'm in. I just relocated. I'm in Lincoln Heights now. 
Oh, you are? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm la raza. I moved, oh, uh, watch yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I moved into my mom's house. So, yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, you know what? It feels great because I grew up here as a kid. So, it's, I've been going to the panaderia. They don't have one in West Hollywood. No. They don't have, have panaderias over there. You no. Know? So, I got my pan dulce and I got to watch out because now that I got a panaderia, I want to gain some panaderia pounds. You know what I'm saying? Imagine, dude. Yeah, like, you get all conchas, like. You got all, you know, the, the, oh man, some good stuff. It just reminds me of, uh, you know, those days when we were. Yeah. Going, oh, buy some pan, mijo. It's like when, when I got divorced, I had to decide, like, do I continue? Do I get full-time working or do I continue going to school? But then if I continue going to school, I can't afford the rent by myself. Right. So I moved out, moved in with my parents, you know, because it's like, I want to continue going to college. Like, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll help me. Well, because I moved in, you know, right there with me, mama, like freaking the la canesada, frijoles, yeah, yeah. like every frijoles. day. Next thing you know, dude, like even my little brother, he's like, fuck, ever since you moved in, I gained 30, no, like 15 pounds. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm getting fat. Like, cause every day, dude, my the home cooked meals. My mom was like excited because I'm home and she's yeah. like making every day, dude. And I got fat. Like, Best. and yeah, dude, it's, you know, it's like, I'd be doing the same. I'm like, Ooh, la panaria. like if I could walk yeah, there, yeah. I'll go get I, some pan. It's yeah. bolillo, bro. Oh, dude. oh, bolillo with some frijoles, dude. That's the best, bro. Dude, dude you can put you can put anything on a bolillo, and you'll have you know you can make a sandwich. Hell yeah, with, that's you know, the greatest. Ham. Yeah, but so I I just fixed my bike. Oh, actually, it was a brand new bike, and it was in the storage, so I was able to uh, I just take it in for a tune up, and I'm gonna be riding my bike now. So you know, if I if I eat a lot of those pan, you know, I don't want to be gaining some some pounds. So yeah, I'll I be riding. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, it's it's fatty, dude. Especially the bolillo. Like yeah. for those of you that don't know what bolillo is, yeah, what is a bolillo? What yeah, is what are they talking bolillo? about? Like, I mean, it's just a, a bread. It's like a bread roll. You know, it's like yeah. what us, you know, freaking Chicanos, we love eating with everything, and it 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 looks almost like a, like a football. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. There you go. It's a light, a light, exactly. golden brownish. You know, like football. And it's a mm -hmm. bread and it's so flavorful. And Delicious. Good. Like when you get them uh, all warm from like, like, oh, the, like the, 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 the smell, bro, oh. the scent of those fresh bread. Just I always out. buy an extra one to eat on the way home. <laughs> I think we all do that. You know, you can't wait. You're, you're yeah. driving back home and you're like, oh man, I got to take a bite. I used to always do that, bro. I would buy an extra one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And then I would eat the one, you know, and then my mom was like, yeah, comices uno. yeah well, that was 11. That was now 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude like freaking because like we love bread so i would go like i like doing like uh, like eggs with weenie or whatever putting shoving it in there or yeah a sandwich like uh, i don't know oh, dude we're dude, talking I, too much pan and no vegas hey i thought <laughs> it was a movie it's about <laughs> the episode is about pan pan dulce and bolillos I, I do have to admit, though, when it comes to our show, there are there, I've heard people were like, man, I hate when people just talk, talk, talk and they don't get to the movie. But with us, I've heard the opposite. They love us just talking oh, and having fun. Like, even though we do talk about the movie, but in reality, like, I, I love that we've gotten so much feedback in, oh, in the great. past few months, weeks, days, like where people would, would leave comments, reviews. So thank you to the fans. You guys are amazing for, Which are for just, yeah. you know, just supporting and following us. And like I said, we're back. And today's episode is we're doing the 1995 movie Casino. Um, it's another great mobster movie. I think it's like 
Now, I, I, I don't know if it would be the biggest, but because, I mean, maybe it would be Goodfellas would probably be. No, you know what? I got to rank this one up because I was 25 when this came out. Came yeah. Out, and it's uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I saw it in the, <laughs> I saw it in the big screen. Yeah. And uh, I love mobster movies, especially when it takes place to like Las Vegas back in those days. Las Vegas sucks now. I, I don't even like Las Vegas today. Wait, today why? Is, but it's, too much. It, 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 it's 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 you know the the classic vegas is gone now everything's all modern basically what that, the end of the movie what they say at exactly, the end of this movie bro. is what you don't like yes yes <laughs> and i knew and, and you know what it's so my parents would go out to las vegas and they would you know my godfather would take my parents and they would i would see these pictures and it was just like they you know they went to like the, the sands casino uh all these other ones that don't even exist anymore oh know? hell no I mean, the but, Stardust, like what, where this movie's uh, based off too. of, yeah, yeah. the Stardust, that's long gone. Like that's long gone. They, the Flamingos next. Cause yeah. they, they, that one, that one is the one that they're going to be tearing down. I just saw, cause I have a friend oh, that man. lives in Vegas and they posted like, oh, goodbye. Thanks for the memories. Uh, and I'm like the Flamingo, but yeah, they're getting rid of all these old hotels, man. Yeah, see what I mean? I mean, it's <clears> just, uh, it's, it's just, for me, it was interesting how the mobsters took over Las Vegas. Hey everyone. I wanted to play some clips for you. I had watched two documentaries and in those documentaries, they talk about Vegas in the old days and when the mob ran Vegas. So I thought these clips would be good to play. So the first clip I'm going to play you is from the documentary, Wait for Your Laugh, the Rosemary story. And then the second clip that I'm going to play you is from Mr. Warmth, the Don Rickles project. Las Vegas as a city was nothing. It was desert, all desert. We had one cab driver on the whole strip. His name was Louie. And if you drank, you didn't want to drive. So you hired Louie. The strip was just the El Rancho, you know, the Last Frontier, the Desert Inn, and the Flamingo. That was it. And Vegas, as it exists today, is all because of the Flamingo. Gangster Bugsy Siegel and his partner, Billy Wilkerson, set out to build the highest class casino resort in the U.S. The Flamingo was an unbelievable thing to everybody. They were afraid of it. Neon lights and bright lights and this. It was it was like Monte Carlo. The rest was all sand. Bugsy Siegel was very good to me. He was very sweet to me. His girlfriend, Virginia Hill, he called her the Flamingo. That's why that club was called the Flamingo. Nobody knew that. Little secret. Bugsy thought of the Flamingo as a place in Vegas. And the mob loaned him $2 million. And he kept saying, I need more money because the locals took him for every dime he could get. They did everything wrong so they could fix it over again and do this and do that. So the mob got mad and said, no more money. The building costs soared to over $6 million, all borrowed from the East Coast mob. Vegas today is, is, is unbelievable. So little by little, they were building hotels. And every time they built a hotel, one of the boys was behind it. All the guys from Cleveland, Mo Dalitz and, and, and Tucker Brothers and all those guys came in and took over. Thank goodness, because they were the most wonderful guys in the world to work for. I can't tell you how, how terrific they were. You're working for the mob, the so-called mob. Uh, if you were a good kid and you didn't get out of line or drink or go after their women or gamble, and they, the world was you, anything you wanted. You never paid for anything. Thank God for Vegas. Without Vegas, I, I don't know how I would have raised my family. 
Each mob had their own area and I played them all and we became very good friends. They looked after me and, and thought I was the cat's meow. Once in a while she would mention some of the tough guys she knew back then. Mo Sedgwick, Doc Mangini, Jerry Maloney, Blackjack, uh, Willie the Ice Pick. That's a good one. Get killed with the ice pick like that. Clip two from Mr. Warmth, the Don Rickles Project. You could go two blocks off of the strip and there was nothing there. It was like Tumbleweed. Wasn't bumper to bumper traffic. There weren't freeways. The, you know, when the Dunes Hotel ended at the Dunes Hotel, if you looked out the back window of the Dunes Hotel, it was just desert or any of the hotels. I mean, there was nothing beyond the rear of the hotel where they had their pools and that was it. It was just desert. Every hotel in those days had a big name in the showrooms. You could come in and see Frank Sinatra at the Sands, Judy Garland at the Frontier, uh, Ray Bolger at the Sahara, Patty Page, all the stars worked there. It was the Mecca, it was Mount Olympus. You would drive down the main strip, which was a lot smaller, and every major, Anne Margaret, Frank Sinatra, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., Tony Bennett, just on and on. It was, if they'd blown up Vegas, it would have blown, I said they'd blow up show business. You had to be dressed to go into a showroom. You had a gentleman had to have a shirt and tie and a jacket. Women wore gloves. I mean, it was it was a wonderful time. When the mob ran Vegas, it was glorious. We were like kings, you know. We were we walked it everywhere. We had the run of the room. Come, boom, bang. You could walk anywhere, go anywhere, drive anywhere, totally safe because the mob ran it. Tough guys, tough guys, but seemingly had a good sense of humor, and kind of loved the performers who who appeared there. They were they were held in some kind of reverence that. You really don't see anymore. They ran the town great. I mean, they just, what happened was when I was there in the 60s, uh, the, the, the Hughes came in and, and the corporate mentality kind of took over the town. He bought the DI, he bought the Sands, he bought the Frontier, the Landmark. Everything had to pay for itself. Now, prior to that, the boys, you know, the, the showroom didn't have to show a profit because they knew they'd make the money in the casino. Like if a guy had a good time and they comped him and he's with a girl and she's impressed because the guy's getting comped, they know he's going to drop a lot of money in the casino. But when the corporate mentality came in, every the coffee shop had to make money, the showroom had to make money, and the hotel had to make money and there were fewer comps and it was it wasn't the same town it, it became a, a a different town i mean say what you want about the boys but they they knew how to run a gambling place and now back to the podcast you know and this movie is about that time you know it's about uh, there's one guy mr rosenthal uh was it his name yeah rosenstein right rosenstein mr sam ace Rothstein, yes. Robert De Niro's character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's he played, he played. He played a good role in or, that. Yeah, this is yeah. a real person. This is a true story about this guy who's you know working for the mob and handling the business of the casino back in the day. They were making mm-hmm. tons of money, and then of course you had you know the the the, uh, the the politics involved in this, and you know he didn't have a, a working license, so he wasn't uh, like. He wasn't announced like the main guy. He was kind of like having those kind of other positions, so he wouldn't get, you know, blasted uh, with with uh, all this politics stuff going on. But um, it's a very interesting 
very interesting movie. It's one of my top, I would say, top 10 monster movies. So it's why you chose this one. Because it yeah. was like, and it was Freddie's have... pick this week. So that's yeah. why he, he decided to do this one. And then, you know, it's Robert De Niro. You got Joe Pesci. You got Sharon Stone. I mean, great actors. Uh, the movie is beautifully, beautifully filmed. I just love the way it was filmed. Excellent. I mean, I can, it's three hours long. Yeah. And uh, I don't mind watching. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies. I can watch this over and over again, along with Goodfellas, you know. One of yeah, because so far we've done that. I could, I believe we've done three mob related movies and that was goodfellas a bronx tale and casino though good uh bronx tale isn't fully mob there is still a mob involved because you know the with the kid he's hanging out with the, the head mob guy um but by the way that guy yeah that guy went his life went yeah, jail, yeah. dude talk about yeah. well yeah. they have a documentary where he kind of turned his life around but he yeah. went down like the tubes bad but totally. um but with this one, yeah, like because because I was I was reading that it's like because in the beginning it says, you know, based on actual events or a true story, something like that. Right. Yeah. And yeah, like that's that's what it is. It's like it's it's pretty much focused on. Well, here, I'll read it right here. Sam is inspired on the life of Frank Rosenthal, uh, also known as Lefty, who ran the Stardust Fremont and Mary. Oh, so he ran three. Three casinos. Four, no, four casinos in the Hacienda yeah. Casinos in Las Vegas for the Chicago outfit for the early 1970s to 1981. Uh, Nikki and Ginger are based on the mob enforcer Anthony Spilrado Spir, Spir, and former dancer and socialite G, Jerry McGee, respectively. I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at saying names. But yeah, so this comes from, but obviously they're going to change it up. They're not going to have, but I mean, it, it, you know, it was at a time when fucking, yeah, dude, the mob. Well, yeah, well, they, this was, a, I think it was, first it was a book, and then they made it into, like, all movies, they, you know, and they released as a book, and then yeah. Martin Scorsese, hey, hey, I'm gonna, I, this would be a great film to to, to put together, and um, yeah, man, it's just, uh, was, is this the first time you've seen this movie, or? Uh, no, no, I saw it when it came out, but on oh, video, wow. on I video. didn't see it in the theaters, I saw oh, this on video. awesome, dude, that, that movie theater was packed. Oh really? Hot well, yeah, there. dude. Because it's like one automatically. You hear Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. You're like, oh, uh -huh. I'm, I'm on board. I'm going. Yeah. Whatever it's gonna ticket. be, I'm gonna go. You know, it's like. So of yeah. course, yeah, I bet it was packed, huh? Bro, I remember got it. Popcorn and saw yeah, that. Me popcorn. <laughs> I actually, I went. I, I was. Uh, was I single? Yeah, I was single at the time, and I said, I'm gonna go watch this movie. Ooh, that's and, a uh, first. You didn't go on a date. I didn't go on a date. romantico. No, I was like, ah, I'm gonna go. And um, I remember I was. It was packed, and there were only a few seats, and I ended up getting the very like three rows of the front. Oh so like, no, fuck, bro. <laughs> But you I got your pesci all in your face. Yeah, you're like face right there, all these crotches right, right in my face right there. You know, it's like, oh man. But you know what? How funny it's like your eyes, you know, they adjust, and then you're like, okay. But at first, you know, few, at first it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh man, this is totally weird. So yeah, but it was I it saw was volcano kind of, like that. You did, oh. <laughs> it was all up close. But yeah, I realized that after a while, you kind of just adjust. get used to it. You're like, yeah. okay, it's like well, you do kind of kind of have to go left and right to look. <laughs> yeah, you do because you're like it's it's just so weird that that position of watching a movie like that. But I enjoyed it, you know, and and uh, yeah, it was, it was two VHS cassettes when it came out on video. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because it was such a big ass movie, you know, that's like you couldn't fit it onto a one VHS cassette. Yeah, like that. See, here's the thing about this movie. Mm. 
I enjoy this movie. Like, okay, so I'll I'll go off of before we get into the actual film and all our right. stuff. Like, right. here's where I stand on this movie. You said, "Oh, I love this." I think I rank this higher from the other ones. Even your dog agrees. <laughs> Even, uh, but yeah, like the way I see this this movie. I love it, but I'm. I don't think it's better for me than Goodfellas and and A Bronx Tale. And and here's why. Now others would disagree. Obviously, you're like, no, nah, this one's better, and that's fine. My reason is because I feel when it starts getting to a certain part of the movie, like especially the drama between him and and the Sharon Stone character, and there's certain parts where it just kind of drops. Like it kind of gets like, all right. And I love when they're just narrating like the whole first 45 minutes of the movie is literally them talking to you in narration and telling right. you how they run things, what they do and how the casinos are, you know, so on and so. And I love that part. I really do. Who could resist anywhere else in the country? I was a bookie, a gambler, always looking over my shoulder, hassled by cops day and night. But here, I'm Mr. Rothstein. I'm not only legitimate, but running a casino. And that's like selling people dreams for cash. The moment they stop narrating and it kind of gets like to the actual story is where it starts to lose me at certain moments. Really? Not, the, huh. not the whole time. Because right. there are moments where like he's having a meeting with this guy. And then that's when he looks at his blueberry. And he's like, look at your fucking muffin. Look at look at your muffin. Look at mine. I love that. He's like, who cares? I love that scene, man. I love that. It's like that's not the same. It's like look at yours. Look at that. Look at look at this. There's nothing. Look how many blueberries your muffin has and how many mine has. Yours is falling apart. I have nothing. What are you talking about? It's like everything else in this place. You don't do it yourself, it never gets done. Where are you going? How long can this go? From now on, I want you to put an equal amount of blueberries in each muffin. An equal amount of blueberries in each muffin. You know how long that's going to take? I don't care how long it takes. Put an equal amount in each muffin. He was probably, he was just a perfectionist. He wanted to make sure that those muffins had enough blueberries. Exactly. And I like those moments. You know, yeah, those are moments that are hilarious. Yeah. Because, yeah, he goes to the kitchen and he he tells the, the chef, he's like, hey, hey come here. It. He's like, he's like, you know how long that's going to take me? He's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I want you to do it. Exactly. That's your job. You're the <laughs> yeah. blue muffin guy. And I'm trying to give, you know, give the uh, our customers the exactly. best. Exactly. Imagine. But see, that's what Las Vegas is. Las Vegas is for you. You're you're. You're the VIP. It's all about the, the 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 customer. It's all about you know having the best experience. And yeah, I mean that, that blue muffin scene is is like that's what it Vegas is about. Is everybody is being treated like kings there? You know exactly being, because they're taking your money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? No matter what, you end up you know <laughs> like just giving out your money. I remember walking in. See, that's what Vegas. I remember walking. Let's talk to, Vegas real quick. Let's talk yeah. Vegas. Go for it. I remember going to Vegas in my 30s and I had a friend um, uh, who was very like a high roller kind of guy. So he, I, the experience was amazing because he was always being comped. I mean, he spent a lot of money in, on the tables. So yeah. he would have a limousine, the best room. I mean, I just showed up and I was like, dude, what I what do you need from me? I, you know, and I would give him a few hundred bucks just, to yeah. kind of, you know, because I felt like, no, you don't need it. You know, just he just wanted people to come and hang out with him. And um, that's what Vegas was back then. You would go into a nightclub and 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 the whole nostalgia of, of like still seeing Vegas, what it was in the 70s and 80s with these old casinos. But 
now that is all gone. Like the last time I went to Vegas, I actually was, I was doing a show with devotional and I ended up hanging out more in old town Vegas than the strip because yeah, yeah you have these lavish, you know, hotels with these huge now LEDs uh, walls. Now, I mean, it's just, it's just an advertising type. I mean, it looks great, but the vibe is gone. Now it's all corporate. It's all, there's nothing that can, that the, the, there's nothing that can attract me to kind of just hang out there at the strip. Unless yeah. you're like 20 years old and just hanging out at the pool and nightclubs. I mean, that's. If, you know. Yeah. See, that's why it varies. Like I be, it's honestly age. My first trip to Vegas was in seventh grade, the summer leading to seventh right. grade. And from that moment, I loved it because it was changing and, and Vegas was becoming very family friendly where they got rid of the old Vegas that you loved yeah. and transformed it to a Vegas that I loved because I was younger. See, for me, it was like, I would go to the Hilton because, you know, there's history there. Uh, Elvis would play there. That was his, that was the first was casino his... we stayed at when yeah. I, when I went. Yeah, yeah, Elvis. And 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 it was it was like just nostalgic <laughs> to be there. Like, wow, Elvis played here and this is where he he did all of his shows and his last shows. And this is where, so, and then, uh, and then circus circus, you know, you have, you have those casinos where it was, that was the only family friendly casino that yeah can take the kids. And it was one of the earlier themed casinos. Later on the year, like I said, when I went 30, when I turned 30, I went with a group of friends and that's when I really enjoyed because I was into the club life, you know, club scene. Um, we would get, you know, we would drink and just have a good time. We would get into a hotel, you know, have a dinner, go see a lounge show, have a, a few drinks and then go to a nightclub. And then, you know, once you're in a nightclub, you're leaving there at three, four o'clock in the morning. And then you go out and have a, uh, a breakfast and then you go to your hotel room and then you the sleep. The like buffets, bro. Buffets, yeah. <laughs> dude, this last time I went, Bug, to, it was last year. No buffets, nothing what? because of COVID. Oh, COVID, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. COVID destroyed the whole industry, too, as well. I mean, I was like, what happened to the buffet? Oh, we don't have no buffets. What? No buffets? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, what's the point of going to Vegas now? You know? Yeah. So that's why I love the movie Casino, because it it's just that era is gone now. And they're getting rid of it. They're getting rid of, like you said, you know, they're getting rid of all the uh, the classic hotels because these corporate companies are coming in and. And just, you know, it's all well, there were old buildings, too. So they had to get rid of them. Bro. Yeah, but like, that's why I like hanging out at Old Town uh, Vegas. You know, you just go to that strip and you still see like the old classic lights of Vegas. Yeah. So I'm 50 now. You're I know. Old guy old now, man. man right here. You sound like an old man. Now. I don't want to go to Vegas. No, but it's just, you know, I know. Not, that's what you sound like. The old I, man. Hey, los niños, like, I get out of here. I get off I, my lawn. Get out of here. I want to go see Tiesto. You know? <laughs> So, hey, he's 50, bro. He's still like, you know, trying to bank. I can't believe he's still banking and making money. Oh, yeah. That's that's the big thing right now is no, DJs. So, so, so they got rid of the live entertainment, bro. There's no live entertainment anymore. The live entertainment now is DJs. Like, that's boring, bro. I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, well, you know, some well, DJs are good. But I mean, the majority of these DJs are out in Vegas. I don't even know who they are. I hate the music that they're playing. I don't I just don't like the vibe. I just it doesn't I don't have like I need to go and. I just, it's gone for me. So I can care less to yeah. go to Vegas now. Well, when, yeah. I mean, when I went, I went recently to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. We went, we went um last year, late, right. la, I think for like a little mini vacation ourselves. Didn't, didn't and you, all the entertainment, wait, what? 
but no, but didn't you didn't you feel that there was something missing? Like no, that? no, really, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was really? still it was still amazing for uh, me. I loved it. They still they still had shows like you know fucking everything came back. Everything reopened the fucking Blue Man Group and Cirque du Soleil shows. Like yeah, dude. I see that's why you're talking to like the wrong generation here because Híjole, it's man. like maybe if we were the same age, maybe we'd be like yeah, I would remember Vegas differently. Right. I mean, but then again, my parents they still fucking go all the time. Like every other month, dude, they go. And my mom gambles penny. Yeah, there's a slot, especially my mom, dude. Penny, penny slots, and they get comped all the fucking time. So they'll get comped rooms or like a free buffet or whatever Uh, shit like that. So they still go. Okay, now let's go back to the movie. Do you remember those two? Okay, remember that one scene where the the guys are counting cards? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was interesting. The way they were doing it back then. You know, I know because they had like a little broken pencil or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was tapping them. It was, and they were learning the code or whatever. Yeah, right. It was basically Morse code, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, they got caught. They got caught doing that, and then they took them in the back, you know, in the back room there, and said, "Hey, man, your buddy." And then they broke his his hand with a with a hammer. Remember? Yeah, yeah, because it's like they want it to show them a lesson it's why like did he gonna... only get hurt and they didn't do anything to the other guy that no, always it... bothered me he well, should have no. well, well it doesn't matter one of them is gonna get you know he's yeah get... yeah so... but they should have did something to the other like pulled his pants down or something and kicked his ass I don't yeah, know. <laughs> it was kind of, but you know like you know mobsters had a certain way of doing it and you know to teach a lesson and th- that scene was was a we had to make an example of these pricks that the party was over i'm just curious I saw you shuffling your checks with your right hand. Can you do that with both hands? No. Can't do it with both hands? No, sir. Can you do it with your left hand? Oh, I'm, I never try. So you're right. Yeah. No! 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 Now you're going to have to learn with your left God. hand. Look what they did to my hand, man. All right, I'm going to give you a choice. You can either have the money and the hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. What do you want? I just want to get out of here. And don't forget to tell your friends what happens if they fuck around here. You understand? I'm sorry, I made a bad mistake. You're fucking right you made a bad mistake. Because if you come back here and we catch either one, we're going to break your fucking heads and you won't walk out of here. You see that fucking saw? We're going to use it. You don't fuck around in this place. You got it? Yeah. Get out of here. Thank you. Pretty interesting. Because it's like, all right, so you get the, like, see, that's, that's what I love about this movie. Because you have this whole voiceover work and then you're seeing right. the action happening while yeah while there's a narration and then it, you hear robert de niro come in and starts telling you like okay it's like like you like check out these two clowns and he starts to tell you like he's <laughs> he's watching he gets down to tie his shoe and he realizes like oh is the dealer on in it too no the dealer is just weak he doesn't realize he's lifting his carts too high right. and they they know that those guys that are robbing them they're like okay this dealer we're going to fuck with this guy because he's kind of an amateur and he doesn't know how to hide his card. So I'm going to sit over here, watch his cards, and I'm going to take it back to you. And and he mm-hmm. said, it's like, maybe we would not have noticed if these guys didn't get too greedy because then they started like, fuck yeah. it. So the guy kept winning big and big and big. You can spot these assholes by watching the way they bet. Like this guy. He's betting lavender chips at 500 each with only one little problem. He's always guessed right. If he wasn't so fucking greedy, he'd have been tough for the spot. But in the end, they're all greedy. I saw that the dealer was weak, but he wasn't in on it. He just wasn't protecting his hand. He was lifting his whole card way too high. 
Now here's this guy reading the dealer's whole card and signaling his buddy at this table. And that's just what these hustlers look for. They cruise from casino to casino looking for weak dealers the way lions look for weak antelope. And I love, I love the whole distraction scene because it's like, they're like, okay, we're going to have somebody come out with a cake. Yeah. And then it gets everybody distracted. Amazing. The guy comes with that fucking weird taser and yeah. bass, and then he falls and everyone's like, oh, yeah. oh, he's having a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they take him to the back and he starts asking them questions. And I, it's, it's, it's funny. He's like, oh, how do you deal with? Do you deal with your left? He's like, uh, no. He's like, so you only with your right? Yeah. And then bass, bass. bass. <laughs> He's like, ah! there you go. And then they yeah. get the other guy who's trying to cash out. And he's like, oh, just give me chips. And that's when the fucking Don Rickles comes yeah, up. Yeah, Don Rickles, man. Yeah, I love guy. him, dude. He's, he's a, I'm watching now. a documentary right now on Amazon Prime about oh, him. Yeah, yeah, it's called Mr. Warm. It's so great. If if you've never seen it, why it's actually if you have Amazon Prime, it's part of the free. You don't have to rent it. But anyway, so he comes up. He's like, "Oh, you, you do good." He's like, "Here, let's just go in the back. You know, it's a lot yeah. of money. We'll keep it secure. Yeah, we'll keep it secure." You and know, that's like, like, "Look what they did to my head, man!" <laughs> he's like, "You got two options. You could walk out of here with the money and a broken arm or hand, whatever, or you just walk out of here. But you can't have both." He's like, right. "I just want to go." He's like, and then that's what they did. They scared them. To be like, don't fuck with us. And here's the thing. This is the thing my wife pointed out to me. They're like, yeah, you're right. They're not going to want to go to the cops because they can't just be like, well, fuck, let's go to the cops. These guys just hurt us. Right. Here's why. The guys that were holding them, we're all security. We're all cops. Yeah. So it's like, who are you going to run to? Exactly. No one. Yeah. So, you know, oh, they're fucking they're in on it. So they're just going to be scared and not want to do shit. Plus, also, they were doing something illegal anyways. But there are some people that are stupid that they'll go and like call the cops. Be like, hey, this guy robbed me. I was trying to buy cocaine yeah. off of him. <laughs> so there's yeah. stupid people like that anyways. But yeah, that's yeah. a good scene, dude. Like the whole the whole intro movie. Like the one thing I don't like is the way the movie starts. I hate I hate the way the movie starts. And what? it's just a one little part. It's only one little part. And what? you'll I guarantee you, you'll fucking agree with me and everybody else. So Robert De Niro's walking out of the casino. He's not all happy like me right now, but he's just walking to the car. You know, it's a beautiful shot with a cigarette. Yeah. And he's like, you know, and he he gets in his car. When you love someone, you've got to trust them. There's no other way. You've got to give them the key to everything that's yours. Otherwise, what's the point? And for a while, I believed that's the kind of love I had. And the car explodes. And then the oh, movie starts yeah, and I you see you. a body flowing and it's like, or whatever the music is. I it's love like, that. Scene. Of course. Right. Right. But right before the car explodes, Robert De Niro turns into like this obviously fake dummy that stands out oh. so bad. Right. And then the car explodes. And that's the part that bugs me because wow. It looks so stupid and fake. Like it looks good. Him walking out, all Rob, you know, I mean, a mobster yeah, yeah. and yeah. everything. And then just that for that split second, <laughs> he turns into a dummy. And it's well, just like, yeah, they're ah. not going to stick a real actor of, in there. Of bro. course. But you're telling me, you're telling me they couldn't have made it look even better, mm -hmm. real or better cut. I don't know. That's the only they thing throw, that bothers they didn't, me. They didn't throw enough uh, yeah. dollars to that. I mean, hey. look at the hand with the hammer. That right. should look fucking real. Yeah, yeah. When they put the vice on yeah. his face, yeah. and it's like all that but, shit looked real. But you telling me you couldn't spend an extra few dollars on making the dummy look real? Like, right. come on. <laughs> I get it. I get it. By the way, that, that happened for real to that guy. 
luckily he survived because he, you know back in the day he knew people were going after him so he oh, when the car steel, explodes right yeah he had a steel plate under his nalgas yeah so, well it wasn't because of him the car manufacturer built it like yeah, that. yeah yeah exactly yeah it was built like that that's crazy know? huh imagine yeah. bro, you fucking after you know a devotional show, or, or like the way you are now like whatever you you get in your car or your bike i don't know you get in your car and you turn it on and next thing you know fire's coming out of the fucking air conditioner like <laughs> <laughs> was that a fart what happened it, it, someone's mad because you're no longer doing devotional a, know, a, cl like, a club promoter wanted ay, to take favor. you down <laughs> no 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 por favor no yeah exactly right <laughs> and, then, and then they pull you out of the car and it blows up what happened you're, i don't know i I was singing behind the wheel and then exploded. <laughs> I was behind the wheel and fucking yeah, exploded. Exactly. <laughs> I know the wheel exploded. Oh, it was man. just a question of time. Eh? I, I was just out. about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, but, uh, but that's fucking crazy. Like, imagine that's that's like luck. But that that that's a scary moment because it tricks you. I love that they do that. Okay, minus the dummy. Let's excuse right. the dummy. Let's yeah, get rid of that. I love... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, you know, he's all sad. Um, he's all burned and everything. So. But I love how they trick us to believe that he blows up. Like that's the way the movie ends. Yeah, yeah. But then, then later we, on, yeah, in the film, you see that he survived that explosion. Yeah, yeah. and like, what's cool about I, man? I wish I could be like. No, nah, I don't mean mob, eh, but I wish mm. I could be like him because he fucking never loses. Every time he bets, he wins. Yeah. That's why well, the mob loves him because they make money off of him. They'll ask yeah. him like, "So what's your your thought?" He's like, "I don't know the picks. He's on me. Give me a week. I'll, I'll let you know." Or like, he'll know. He's like, "If this." He made his first bet when he was 15 years old, and he always made money. But he didn't bet like you or me. You know, having some fun with it, shit like that. He bet like a fucking brain surgeon. He had to know everything. This guy. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. Even back home years ago. When we were first hanging out together, he'd know if the quarterback was on coke. If his girlfriend was knocked up, he'd get the wind velocity so he could judge the field goals. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? He'd be working on this shit day and night. There was nothing about a game he was going to bet that he didn't know. Season after season, the prick was the only guaranteed winner I ever knew. But he was so serious about it all that I don't think he ever enjoyed himself. But that's just the way he was. Yeah. Like you hear uh, fucking Joe way, Pesci. He, he, he was a booker, too. I mean, like, what do they call him? Book a bookie? A bookie. What do they call him then? Is no. that the bookie? No. I don't know. Well, I don't know. They, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not a gambler. so but Yeah, me either. There were people like that where... They that's just the luck that they have, or just the intelligence of yeah. you know, calling out a, a good bet for horses for whatever. Yeah, because he's like, and he knows he's like, he knows if this if this uh, you know whatever guy's wife is knocked up, girlfriend's knocked up. Like he could tell from the like all this stuff. He knows he has this knowledge, right? And that's why like the mob loves him because they make him money. Because there's that part where the 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 head bosses they tell they call over Joe Pesci's character, mm -hmm. uh, Nikki, and he's like, hey, you know watch him you know watch out for him he's making yeah. us a lot of money money so keep an eye on him you know like to no. take basically take care of him hey nick yeah i'll be right up how's everyone look nicky yeah guy a good eye on him he's making a lot of money for us he's gonna continue making a lot of money for us so keep a good eye on him like the fucking friends out there that put our brains okay all right okay. yeah come on yeah Right. Let me take this so now, on top of everything else, I gotta make sure nobody fucks around with the golden jewel.
Now let's talk about Joe Pesci's uh, character. Uh, this guy, man, talk about short-tempered and he's short. Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy really messed himself up in Vegas because he took advantage of it. And Dude, then he, he's a fucking idiot, though. But go on. He's a pendejo. And uh, he just took advantage. He wanted to be, you know, as, as popular as like, well, I want to make some money, too, here, you know. And he ended up doing some things and he got caught doing some, some stuff and he got kicked out. Yeah. Blacklisted. <laughs> Yeah. Out of Vegas, so he had a he had a I don't know somewhere like how many I don't know how many miles away from Vegas that he had it. Sixty three miles, sixty three <laughs> miles because it says it right there, sixty three oh, miles or right. sixty four. Yeah, to In Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> yeah, so he he built this store or whatever just for him to. But there were you know his job was still stealing from the rich. He would go to the home. Yeah, and, or well, he does do a jewelry store closer to Vegas, I believe. Right. right? Yeah, he did that high school. But the first time, yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, he was so fucking like had this mentality, like, hey, back home, we're the mob. We do whatever the fuck we want right. and we get away with it. When he got to Vegas, he wanted to still have that menta mentality where, like, dude, like what he keeps talking to Sam and being like, What are you doing? Like, come yeah. on, like you're trying to play Mr. Boss right here, trying to run the no no no. Well, fucking, we run this town. We do what we want. And he's telling, like, you can't be like that here, bro. Like, right. you got to act fucking different. And he never wanted to. And that's why all of this shit, like a lot of the issues. One, all right, we'll get into fucking, what's her name? Uh, Sharon Ginger's Stone. character, because that's yeah, a fucking issue, too. Yeah, she, but, she was a handful. But with, with Nikki, he was his own demise because this fucker wouldn't learn. Like, he wouldn't yeah. learn, like, just to be like, dude, he keeps telling him. Like relax, calm down. You're you're fucking bringing on too much heat. Yeah, he, he, gave, tells he, he gave me anxiety, man. I was like, dude, you need to chill uh, out. His character yeah. was like, he just wanted to just make money and it's like run the town. But you know, like I said, the cowboys were running the town. It's like oh, you guys. Oh, that one fucking cowboy who screws him up. Remember? Yeah. So he was like, you know, so are you the boss? You know, he asked Robert De Niro because he was, you know, he, he goes, are you sure you have a license to for gambling? And, yeah, uh, that's because because all... when the guy's not there, he's like, yeah, well, you could say, I guess I'm, I'm the boss when he's gone. The reason was that because he ended up hiring his nephew. Yeah, yeah. And, and his fine. nephew was a pendejo. He's just an idiot. That's he's it. He's an idiot. He didn't know how to like maintain fucking the, uh, Joe Bob machines. Briggs, man. So, yeah. you know, um. I was getting an incoming call. No me llamen ahorita. And um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, and then Robert De Niro is like telling him, hey, Brian, you just like let all these slot machines. Oh, yeah, I fucking three with, jackpots within yeah, like a minute or whatever. Yeah. So like, didn't you know that these things were like rigged or, or I don't know, they, they're they stealing from us, stealing from us. You know, it's like, yeah, like so he, he, he fired him. And then that's when he went to his uncle and he, hey, this guy fired me. And that's when all three fucking jackpots in 20 minutes. Why didn't you pull the machines? Why didn't you call me? Well, it happened so quick. Three guys won. I didn't have a chance to call you. Did you see the scam? You didn't see what was going on? Well, there's no way to determine that. Yes, Sam. there is. An infallible way. They won. Well, it's a casino. People got to win sometimes. Hey, Ward, you're pissing me off. Now you're insulting my intelligence. What do you think? I'm a fucking idiot? You know goddamn well somebody had to get into those machines and set those fucking reels. The probability on one four-wheel machine is a million and a half to one. On three machines in a row, it's in the billions. It cannot happen. Would not happen. You fucking Momo, what's the matter with you? Didn't you see you were being set up on the second win? I really you, think wait, you're... you didn't see that you were being set up on the second win? I really think you're overreacting. Listen, this fucking yokel, I had it with you. I've been carrying your ass in this place ever since I got it. Get your ass and get your things and get out of here. You're firing me? I'm firing you. No, I'm not firing. I'm firing you. 
You might regret this, Mr. Rothstein. I'll regret it even more if I keep you on. This is not the way to treat people. Listen, if you didn't know you'd be a scam, you're too fucking dumb to keep this job. If you did know you were in on it, either way, you're out. Get out. Go on. Let's go. You know. Yeah, Pat Webb with the fucking mustache and suit. Right. Fucking, yeah, he shows up and he's like, come on, do me a favor, bro. Yeah. Like, hire him back. He's like, I'm not going to do it. Like, he's a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. but, and, and that guy got him, like, fucking, the whole time when they're in the court, oh, remember dude. when they're in the yes. court, he's like, yeah, we reject your fucking license. He's like, he's like, didn't I, you were in my casino, didn't you? Know? you? Like, he was like fucking calling them all out. Oh, but you yeah. see the cowboy sitting there all like fucking like, like I told you, bro, don't fuck with me. Like, don't, we own we own this town. Not yeah. You. Yeah, I mean, that's what he says. We have like, the politicians in our pocket. That's what ah, it's all about. Man, it's that's a, when they lost, man. It's like like it's it's politics, but in the fucking dirty way, you know, yeah. like, Dude, like there with the mob. Dirty, yeah, bro. it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but this isn't like fucking what I'm saying is like though, even the mob, in which how, why why do the fucking mat the fat bosses that are back home, they're always in the dark. Like every time they cut to them, they're like, you know, when right. they first introduce well, like, because they're not they're they're like in Chicago, you know, the, the bad weather, you know, they're not in. in but they're in, always in a room with no right. light. Like, exactly. what the fuck? It's like they're, they're they don't you know, they eat enough carrots that they can see in the dark. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are they always sitting in the dark every time? Like when yeah. he talks about we got the bosses, we make them they're back home and they they don't do anything but just sit there and and, and they're all the money. And just, yeah, and collecting the, and, cash. But they're oh, all in the you... dark. And every time when they go visit them, like like they hate cheaters who cheat with like another because they're old yeah. fashioned. Because they yeah. ask him, he's like, totally. He's hey. like, hey, is Nikki sleeping with Sam's wife? And the guy, remember, he goes, yeah. It's like I could have answered two ways right now. Like if I told the truth, obviously I would get people killed, or I could get mm -hmm. killed. So he lied, right? But it's because these guys are like old fashioned. The little guy, he wouldn't be fucking the Jew's wife, would he? Because if he is. It's a problem. What could I say? I knew if I gave the wrong answer, I mean, Nikki, Ginger, Ace, all of them could have wound up getting killed. Because there's one thing about these old timers. They don't like any fucking around with the other guy's wives. It's bad for business. So I lied. Even though I knew that by lying to Gaji, I could wind up getting killed too. But it's like when he visits them there and any other time, they're always in the fucking dark. I don't know. It's it's just weird that they're always just fucking hiding <laughs> in the dark. But then, yeah, like I said, like Joe Pesci starts messing around with Sharon Stone. Oh, yeah. You know, in that scene, bro, it's like, wow. It's like, you know, once you start messing around with someone else's wife, bro, and yeah. the mob, it's, it's over. She was crazy, man, that film. Man, she Fuck was yeah. just like... You know, she wasn't pertinent. She wasn't married material, by the way. I mean, she wasn't. She was. Just, she told him. Yeah. Yeah. But he wanted to like, you know, he wanted to make change and maybe, you know, get her out of that lifestyle. But some people, you know, like her in her case, she 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 was in. She loved that lifestyle, you know, bro. At one point in the movie, when he's telling when he wants to marry, he says, I'm 43 years old. I'm like, Beach, that's fucking 43. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And I, I thought like, of Damn. you. I was like, Freddie's fucking fifty and looks younger than fucking Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, but then, but you know, back in the day, those guys looked their yeah know? yeah. Everybody looked old because it's like it was different. No one took care of themselves. They bad. Smoke, there was no. They you drink. were working out. Fucking yeah, yeah. smoking, drinking, like and drinking late night. You know. But she tells him, yeah, I'm not in love with you. Like, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna fall in love with you. Like, and he she warns him. And motherfucker still does it. So, I just, sorry for the dude, the only one that get mad. Yeah, that, that you that know, was sad. 
Yeah. No, no, actually it was it was it was yeah, yeah, it was it was the daughter and then she ended up he fucking ties back. her up in the bed so she could go Dude, out and have fun. Exactly. That is just oh man. Yeah. That was a hard scene. See, man. here he was like he 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 like loved I like that everybody here was so family when it yeah. came to the kid. Like like as as bad as Joe Pesci is because there's that part where where yeah. uh, Sam he's like, "Hey man, is this your pen?" And then he's like, he's like, yeah, we're fucking my pen or whatever. And he's like, I just want to know. It's a good pen. And he gives him shit. He's like, fuck off. And then Joe Pesci stabs him with the fucking pen. Remember that? And then he's like, I'm as I'm trying to fucking figure out what just happened. Like, you know, Joe, he just attacked me. He's like, you come. It has that famous line. I'll play the audio. But it's like, if you come with him with a knife, you better, you know, fucking come with them with a gun or a bat and blah, blah, blah. While I was trying to figure out why the guy was saying what he was saying, Nikki just hit him. No matter how big a guy might be, Nicky would take him on. You beat Nicky with fists, he comes back with a bat. You beat him with a knife, he comes back with a gun. And if you beat him with a gun, you better kill him. Because he'll keep coming back and back until one of you is dead. But, so, all of that craziness of fucking Joe Pesci, he still found time to make his kid pancakes every fucking day. Would take him to play little league softball yeah. and he was all cool with the head of the fucking da the da or whatever the cop like remember right. he was the coach yeah and they would get it, he's like because it's all about the kids you know it's it's for the kids like that he was so about and then same with sam he he was so like he's like at this point he's like fuck ginger i just want my kid like i right. want her back and that that's what i like they they weren't like all these big guys but they still fucking cared about the kids. it was about family you know it's like, yeah. hey, go kill someone and then now oh, i gotta go and make some pancakes yeah <laughs> right it's so funny seeing him like that like being so happy kissing his kid on the head like oh you're so good like and then at, right before that he's fucking hitting someone with a bat and kicking them like what the fuck <laughs> it, it had some heart it had some heart yeah there. but like dude like like sam would not give up because it's like Every time, dude, or like Sam. on the wedding day, she's fucking calling her pimp because yeah, she dude. says it. I've uh, this is like I've been out in the street since I was like, what, 13 or something. Yeah. She says like that. And this guy has been in my life this whole time. Like that guy's a loser, dude. That oh, guy yeah. Is, hell yeah. It's like I like that fact when he shows up because she's giving him money. And then uh, Robert De Niro shows up at the oh, restaurant yeah. and he sits down. He's like. And then he gives them money too. Like yeah. he puts it right He's there. Like, you can yeah, take why my don't money. You take, you can take her money. You can take my money too. And the guy looks like a pendejo. I was like, dude, you are a low life, man. Seriously. Depending. And every time, every time he shows up, more money, more money. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing with your money, bro? Seriously, like, fucking loser, dude. And and then, like, but wor- what's worse is that she doesn't see this. No, she's, she's so she's like. Just, I, I mean, well, she. It's she's in love with them, you know. She's yeah, like, you but know, also too, I think it's a father figure aspect, right? Because she said that he's been in my life since like I was a kid. Yeah. So this guy's been around and taking. So in her mind, she's in love with him, but also maybe sees him also like this, this is like the this. one guy who was in my life this whole time. Even though he probably treated me bad, he still takes care of me yeah. in a sense. So she couldn't give him up. And every time they're just dealing with the fucking issue. But like I said, there's those moments when I mentioned earlier where I could I could do without. Like I'm like, ah, okay. Like I, but there are other moments like that scene. I love that scene. Because that imagine you're that guy who's the asshole, and this other guy shows up, a mob guy, and says, like, here's the money. But the moment he walks out, he's getting his ass kicked. 
<laughs> yeah, and then she's all crying, and you know he's getting his ass kicked by the you know all the other guys who. Yeah, she's like, nah, leave him alone. No, I'm like, I'm what? shocked they didn't kill him because he was still fucking around. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't you know put him in six six feet down you know under you know. Well, that's well, that's okay. what Joe Pesci says in the beginning. He explains that. Uh, you you should have a hole dug in the desert and waiting because if you don't have a hole and you show up with the body, your ass is going to get stuck there having to dig the fucking hole and right. risk other people showing yep. up and having to dig more holes. Next thing you know, you're spending your whole fucking day at a, at a desert digging fucking holes. And I was like, God damn. Dude, think, think, think how many holes are in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, oh, he think, says that. Yeah. I thought many, that too. Like how many sure dead still, bodies oh, yeah. are in the desert? Dude, thousands, I would think. Yeah, because again, this is based off a of fucking or a true story, like real characters. So, fuck. That's just <laughs> fascinating, bro. The monster scene is just like geez, the way they I used know. to handle business back in the day. They didn't and and in cities, a lot of times, you know, yeah, the ocean and shit, but they would fucking put them in like the areas where they were gonna be like construction. And pour concrete over. Yeah. So there's like bodies in concrete in buildings fucking I'm around. Sure. This. I'm sure there's bodies undiscovered to, to this day, you know, that took yeah. place in, back in those days. You know, that's what's like, I know it's sickening, but it's fascinating. It was like just it the is. lifestyle of the mobsters. And I, I don't think it's like that now. Like, you know, these the, the, the mobsters now are corporate, bro. These are corporate and these are billionaires. They're not even from here. They're from other countries, bro. Who yeah. Now, you know. Uh, sending money to dude there's a hotel in vegas that has been like stalled for it's a huge hotel there are billionaires invested in this it's right i don't even know the name of it but it's blue and i've seen it and and it's kind of like a skeleton of a hotel because you see some of these these hotels that are not even finished yet because there's no funding for it you know the recession kind of like blew their their investment and then you had covid you know yeah. destroyed and now that i just heard that there's a new investor who's trying to get this thing going, but it's not going to happen. It's too big, bro. I mean, they just opened up this new hotel called uh, the Global. I don't even know the name hotel, but I walked in there and it's just the same thing. It's just these high end shops, these restaurants that dude, it's like I feel sorry for some of the restaurants. They, it's a hit or miss. Well, so it's like you're seeing these hotels and all these they're yeah that they're getting rid of the old hotels of you know, course I mean, all the casinos and they're building these massive and like who is spending money on these the people are not you know the people don't have the money that they used to back in the 70s and 80s and 90s i think the good era of of, of vegas was 70s 80s and 90s the beginning <laughs> of it i mean the 2000s i mean I'm, i mean i started going in 2003 you know, yeah and after that after 2006, seven, you know, with the recession, that was it. Yeah. You know? So that's what's fascinating about this movie. It's like you just get to see how, you know, some of these, I mean, the way they ran uh, Vegas, these guys are just, you know. Yeah. In reality, that's why, like, when they left at the end of the movie to Vegas, because in, in, in true reality, Vegas blew up bigger in the 90s and 2000s because yeah, it, did, because it wasn't just adults coming anymore because back families. old Vegas wasn't even about teenagers either or not no. teenagers, but like 20 year olds, college kids. They were going to the beaches and shit. It right. was all about the old, the older people, the, the parents seeing like fucking, you know, you would see like the Rat Pack in Vegas fucking, yeah, right. you know, the old time comedians and all of that. Well, yeah, 
at this point, once Vegas, it became for families, but then also too, you had the college age kids coming, especially in like the late nineties, like, you know, with the hard rock hotel and then like, you know, MTV and all of this stuff. And then that's why treasure Island in the two thousands became TI because they were trying to appeal to a different crowd. And yeah, for a while, Vegas was huge. That's why you had all the all these residencies with like big time artists. Like you fucking had like Britney Spears there at some point. Well, um, I did, they were they were party hosts. They were, they were you know exactly. They, they, but that's what I'm saying. Like it, it didn't and... lose money wise. They were blowing up. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah uh, COVID hurt it. I mean, dude, my my parents, um, their their anniversary is a wedding anniversary. We we all pitched them. We got them a suite. Uh, at I believe it was either at the Golden Nugget or or on the strip at the MGM. I can't remember. Right. Me and my brother, my brothers, we did this and we set the date. The date was, I believe, September 15th or 16th right. of 2001. What happened mm-hmm. in 2001 in September? 9-11. Exactly. So I remember I t- we told our wow. parents, like, like uh, I don't know, are you guys still going to go? And they're like, yeah, we're going to go. Like, we're still going to go. And I'm like, we're like, oh, and they said they went and it was so dead. Like they said there there was people there, but I mean, fuck, dead. there was people yeah, still no. gambling. They saw David Copperfield and it was such a somber show. And he was like a big time fucking magician of the He's still of the there. Time. The yeah, he, he's, still oh, there. Yeah, he's yeah. still there, dude. Like there's a bunch of like fucking carrot top bro is there. Dude, he's funny. Like, we no, saw I know him. what I, I I like here. I follow him on Facebook. Yeah, he's hilarious, bro. I mean, he went through a lot. You know, it's like yeah, it, it's it's his comedy is just. I mean, there's no one like him. You know. Yeah, and he's still and and doing shows and he's selling out. Yeah, you know? I'm I'm telling you, dude. Like when it comes to Vegas, like the Vegas that I I know, we would right. go like the uh, this com- uh, magician slash comedian who just recently passed away, the amazing Jonathan. We saw him at the at the uh, Golden Nugget in this tiny little room. He was there for the first time. And what he was doing, he was trying out to mm-hmm. see how he would bring in the crowd. They were trying him out. So they gave him this little shitty room and he, he kept selling out. So then they brought him on for like, all right, we're going to extend your contract for fucking like two years. And at that point, he never ended up have, like leaving Vegas for a good while. But like I saw him there, like, you know, we saw like Lance Burton, another magician. Right. Fucking we he's always want to see. Yeah, he, he he retired. He's he retired. He's done. OK, yeah. Wow. Blue Band Group. Uh, I saw Mystere, um, uh fucking Mr. Soleil. That was the first one. Yeah, there. the first one I saw. I still, dude, I found, I, I was, I was moving. I found the program. Oh, really? Here. Yeah. Yeah. I love fucking... Circus LA. That was the very first one, guys. And then yeah. after that, there was all these other ones, but. Yeah. And they also had impersonators there. Like, oh, like, but yeah. they would be singing too. My parents loved it. Imper- so we would always see it's called legends. So you see someone else coming out dancing yeah. like Michael Jackson right. or fucking Madonna and stuff like that. Like it was just, I don't know. It's like, but, like I said, Vegas was different for me, but I loved it. it. It was like such a fucking good time. Like every year I would look forward to it. And uh, I don't know. It's like, I'm looking right here at the list. I wanted to bring this up for you. Yeah. The oldest hotel. So let's go classic now. Let's okay. talk old Vegas. Oh, all right. I the mean. oldest, the oldest, it would be, it's 112 years old. Wow. That's how fucking old this hotel really? is. Really? 
Now I get I guarantee you can guess where in Vegas this hotel is. It is it is it I call it New Vegas or is it Old Vegas? Obviously Old Vegas. I would say the Golden Gate Hotel. The Golden Gate Hotel. Yeah, wow. it's the one that has like the 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 sign is straight like this yes. and the G and like the letters they they go like this. Oh, and yeah. it's 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 the Golden Gate. It opened January 13th, 1906. It's on the Fremont Street. Wow. That's the oldest fucking hotel in Fremont, Vegas, yes. dude. Yeah. By the way, um, yeah, when I say old, it's like it's Fremont Street. That's where all the like Golden Nugget, the um on all the other old ones. Yeah, they're ones. they're all there, dude. Fremont Street, that's what it is. Fremont Street. Yeah, it's Fremont Street. Because that's where they had to film this movie. Because that yeah. area at the time this movie was made, when you because we, we rarely ever went to old old town Vegas back when, but whenever we did, it still felt like you were in the 70s. Like oh, it totally. looked yeah. 70s. Now it's different because they have this thing on top that like does like a light show and shit every like every half hour or something like that you right. know and they they added like a few upgrades there but it still looks old they still have the old yeah. cowboy there. yeah the old cowboy you know it's, the lady it's like, with the leg there's, like there's a, yeah there's a video of you too where they filmed uh i don't know what song the it street is. has no name right yeah the street has no name that's no. all i don't know no no well, I one of the YouTube songs found what I'm looking for. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one. Okay, so yeah. yeah, that was filmed on Fremont Street, and you see the guy with the, you know, with the, the cowboy you know, oh, lights, yeah. and um, so yeah, I mean, seriously, the last time I went, yeah, you, you can go there and uh, on the strip, and and but it's a different scene for me. I mean, I don't know if I were to hang out, I would go to Fremont Street because it's kind of. It reminds me, like my parents, they would stay at the Stardust. They would bring postcards, like, and they would buy me a shirt or from the Stardust or the Hilton, yeah. or you know, um, they would talk about the buffets and and and. But it, it's totally different now, you know. And that's what this movie is about. And this movie is about the mobsters taking over, you know, Vegas, and 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 now. That like the, the rain they had for that time, like where yeah. they come, they controlled, they controlled everything. Off. They controlled all the entertainment. They controlled, you know, the food, the, the gambling, everything. Mm -hmm. and, and now it's, you know, I don't think we'll see any mobster movies of today's modern world. I and mean, that's that. that, that no, yeah. No, like, I happens. feel like every, every, anytime they go to the mobsters, it's going to be uh let's go back in time and tell you about these mobsters. Yeah. Like, there's, there's nothing new. I mean, I mean, what what can you write about Vegas as a corporate? You know, it's like, oh yeah, I, probably a documentary of corporate taking advantage of these. Yeah, these, I uh, mean, there's probably still a ton of stories we don't know of the old Vegas with the mob that they can do. You know, right. but I feel like people are always going to want to compare the two, where they're going to be like, ah, they're trying to be casino because who who what when it comes to these mob movies, man, like fucking. The biggest mobsters, like when you want to see, is you want to see De Niro, you want to see Pesci, you know. But they're getting up there in age, so like, who we don't have these like guys who are mobster that we're knowing now to be like, yeah. we're gonna put them in the mob movies. Like they're they're like there is no new version, no generation of guys who could play mobsters for these old films. They're all old now, man. Well, if you saw The Irishman, the, it, know, well, they that they, was. <laughs> that was that was kind of like the only and the last film you're going to see probably Robert De Niro with Joe Pesci. And all, I mean, I got to see it, but they also used, you know, technology to make him look younger. You yeah, know, too, too. And that was kind of weird. 
kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was kind of just like, wow, this is crazy to see technology take over and, and making you look younger. But yeah, I mean, I mean, those, those actors are the generation of who can portray these mobsters, you know, and I yeah, don't think we true. have them today. I mean, that's it. Yes, it's yeah seriously and it's like and the and the, the what's funny is that these bosses who ran these fucking casinos they never went to vegas they sent out a guy yeah who would literally go had a suitcase would go to the back the right. other guy's counting they're too busy counting because that's how they said it like we're, we're not paying attention because we're busy having to keep track right right and he goes he grabs all the fucking money puts it in the suitcase and goes back and then they, i like it because he's like he just says he's like well, um, the fucking lion, he's like, he's like, he's like, just another fat fuck walking out of the casino with the suitcase. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> they had so much fucking money in there. You could build a house out of stacks of $100 bills. And the best part was that upstairs, the board of directors didn't know what the fuck was going on. I mean, to them, everything looked on the up and up. Right? Wrong. The guys inside the counting room were all slipped in there to skim the joint dry. They do short counts, they lose fill slips, they'd even take cash right out of the drop boxes. And it was up to this guy right here, standing in front of about two million dollars, to skim the cash off the top without anybody getting wise, the IRS or anybody. Now notice how in the count room nobody ever seems to see anything. Somehow somebody's always looking the other way. Now look at these guys, they look busy, right? They're counting money, who wants to bother them? I mean, God forbid they should make a mistake and forget to steal. Meanwhile, you're in and you're out. Pass the Jagoff guard who gets an extra C note a week just to watch the door. I mean, it's routine. Business as usual. In, out, hello, goodbye, and that's all there is to it. Just another fat fuck walking out of the casino with a suitcase. And then, that's, and then they would show up, give them the money. That's how they always ran things. By, they by were, the way, I was reading that, you know, that one scene where the guy goes back to Costa Rica or wherever and. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're chasing them down, right? Yeah, the guy who was like delivering the money, they were uh -huh. chasing him down. And that one scene where he's like in his house and he's trying to, you know, get away and you hear two shots and then you see him walking out with a gunshot wound in the stomach and there yeah. you go. Muerto. And he did. <laughs> He, did. He, did. he tried he tried to get away but no no no, no matter what bro if you're in, a, in that business you're gonna end up dead I yeah mean, there's no way out of it man there's no way out of it you're either gonna you know you're, you're gonna die of drugs you're gonna die of, of people you know after you it's just it's 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 bad because like and and there's even it, it, i mean hell your family could die too like that's right. the thing like they could yeah. go after your family. They, I mean, because you're involving your family too. Like, like remember when, when, where they're going through airport security and they're, he's, she, he's going through the suitcase. He's like checking the suitcase. And then yes. Joe Pesci's like, Hey, don't look at me. I got to live with her, you know, making a joke. And when they get home, yeah. she's all taking out the diamonds from her hair. Yeah. The remember beehive. She, yeah. She got the yeah. beehive kind of looking in. He's like, Oh, and I, then, I know you got one in there. Let's stick it in there. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, no, there's diamond. nothing. He's like, and then one does fall. He's yeah. like, huh? They're all gone. And then he slaps her in the fucking face. They're oh, like, man. holy shit, you know? But yeah. you got the families involved too. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's and by, yeah. And by the way, that one scene too, where Joe Pesci and his brother, they, he, they get, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They get killed. Well, not you know, and they get buried alive. Well, they and beat that, the shit out of them with the fucking bat, man. Yeah, they, and but that was true. That's actually that did actually happen to to that mobster guy. They yeah, did end up killing him and and burying well, he him. looks out, just out like the, Joe Pesci. 
Yeah, and then or the, the other way around, in Indiana. Yeah, so that that's the one thing I looked up. The guy that Joe Pesci was supposed to be playing, dude, Joe Pesci looked just like him. And when they had to make yeah. up, like I'm looking at the old guy, I was like, holy shit! And I was reading that they were like freaked out when he showed up on set into the casinos. Wow. Because they were like, what the fuck? Like, holy shit, it looks yeah. like him. And we're talking about Anthony Splitoro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like a middle, uh, little nickname. Spilotro. Spilotro. It's Italian, you know, it's Spilotro. Yeah. Anthony it. Spilotro. So, yeah, he ended up getting uh, killed alongside with his brother. And they buried him out in the cornfield out in Indiana. So that's, you know, imagine what a horrible death. Seriously. It, and it, then it, you, not only that, you worked with these people. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's I like, know. you know. Well, day, that's why the guys that killed him were his crew that he was working right. with. You get killed by your own crew, bro. It'd be like, like fucking you and me. And the next thing I know, we're like, we're hanging out. And fucking Freddie hits me with that bat. Like, hey, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> hey, you know, I love you. You owe me the podcast money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. I don't think I have that heart and soul to do that, bro. Yeah. I couldn't be, I couldn't be in the mob. mob no, I can't. No way. There's no way, man. Let right. me see. I just want to go down my notes real quick because I don't want to forget. Uh, I, I believe I got everything. Um, let's see. Well, you know that we, oh, we, we know that. Uh, dude, would you you just marry? OK, you got married. Right. Let's just right. say you got married. OK, you're married. Right. Would you trust everything of yours hand over to your wife? Oh, by the way, um, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> dude. You know, you know, in today's world, bro, I don't think so. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't want to marry Freddie. No, you know what? No, that's that. Especially, you know, someone like her. She She's the only one with the key. So he couldn't even get access to it. Right. He had to get it from her. Dude. And especially know, knowing sad. how she is. You can't trust your wife. It's like, that's but sad, worse. Though. How could he even trust his wife? He knew how yeah, she well, was. He tried. He tried. He tried to be. He wanted know, to, dude. He, he wanted to. He so wanted her. to have he that life. To have that life, you know, the honest life, and it's very hard. And and unfortunately, it didn't work out for him that way. She. Yeah. That one scene, yeah, going to the bank, you know, and going in there, and that, you know, I, he couldn't even get in there. Yeah. That was just, you know. They were, they were, he's like, Hey, she has access. Sorry, we can't do anything. She's not breaking the law, but then they'd still pull her over. And holy shit, I, I got to bring this up. Right. So there's this guy. He's the guy that has to fucking travel back and forth for the guys. And he's getting pissed off because he's like, it's like, dude, I'm, I'm, are you guys going to pay me back? Like, it's out of my own pocket. I need to keep paying all right. this money to fly back and forth. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, well, we need you to do this. Better, so he's like, You know what? I'm going to keep a record of everything. Because he wants to get paid back. There's like, right. we're going to pay you back. He's like, fine. I'm going to keep a record. That fucking book they found yeah. when the, when they all got raided. And yeah. every name, every record, all the money, all of that, dude, it's like they handed it to uh, yeah. him. It, it was the Bible of the mobster of who got Fuck, paid. Dude. And that one scene, too, where it's a guy who's like, hey, you know. And they're also like the FBI was like that's the same guy where they're listening and he yeah. gives everything Every, away. Yeah, and then the and, mom's like, "Hey, calm down, calm down. You're gonna get yeah. a heart attack." And then and then they showed up at his house, and then he ended up. And then he a has attack. a fucking heart attack. And yeah. that little old lady is Martin Scorsese's mom again, mom, yes. who played uh, fucking Joe Pesci's mom in the in the original. I was like, <sighs> I'm like, yeah. you know, great film. That's what I'm saying. It's like old school actors, and it's just. It's a great film. It's it's a film that, you know, I yeah, can watch over and over again. 
and he starts his own talk show in the casino for some reason. Yes. <laughs> well, because he just wanted to, yeah. you know, be. That's the only way he could still stay there and have his voice. Because everybody was, mad. was pissed. They yeah, fucked them over. Yeah, and then everybody, all the all the old guys were like pissed off. Like, what's he doing on TV? What is he doing? You know. Yeah, he's all there juggling and shit, Mister yeah. Ma. <laughs> yeah, and then you saw that one guy from Greece. Um. Oh, Frankie Avalon. Frankie Avalon. Yeah. yeah. Beauty School Dropout song. Yeah. yeah. That Beauty guy's School Dropout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all in all, dude, it's 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 a good it's a good movie. I love seeing Don Rickles in this. He even gets his ass beat yeah. <laughs> with the phone. <laughs> exactly with a phone. I'm I'm, I'm like, how how did how did he uh, take those beatings, man, with the phone? Because they, they look real. And they hit the other guy, remember? Because he, he comes yeah. in, he puts his feet on the fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and then that, like, can you take your feet down? You know, can, I, I'm losing here, man. I'm in a bad night. Yeah, he's like, go fuck yourself. And he's like, all right. Oh, and then okay. he called, and then he, when he, he calls, calls me, he's like, hey, man, that was my guy. Why'd you kick him out? He's like, you know, first that guy told me to go fuck myself, you know, and then so on and so forth. And then he's like, how are you? Good, how are you? You want to do me a favor? You want to take your feet off the table and put your shoes back on? Fuck you. I want you to exit this guy off the premises and I want you to exit him off his feet and use his head to open the fucking door. Sir, you're gonna have to leave. You mind coming to us outside? Bullshit, I ain't going anywhere with you. Bullshit, you're out of here. Fuck you! Fuck you! You know who you're fucking with? Huh? Do you? You fucking faggot! Do you know who you're fucking with? An hour later, I get the call. Ace, what happened over there? I mean, did you know that guy you threw out was with me? No, I didn't know that, but you know what he did? He insulted Billy. Then I walked over to him politely. He tells me to go fuck myself. What? Then he called me a faggot. So what? what oh, I I cocksucker hey, come here. You called my friend a faggot? You told him to go fuck he himself? Is that what I, you did? I didn't told him to go fuck himself? You <gasps> fucking hit? Oh, you fucking hit? You. Come here. Come here. Get him on the phone. Come here. You told my friend and he starts beating him with yeah, the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Pesci was like kicking his ass. Oh, I'm shocked he didn't kill him, dude. You yeah. know, and then it, they took his ass out, and then they hit him on the, you know, they put the door in his head, and no, that's yeah. it. Mamonos, let's go. <laughs> and then uh, uh, one of the last things I'll say is that they were constantly FBI was constantly following around Joe Pesci, so there was little things they would do, like they uh, yeah. they would be smoking cigarettes and cover their <laughs> mouth to talk, or, 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 or with a toothpick, you know, like they're yeah, toothpick, you know, it's like yeah, <laughs> they had to sit at a bus stop. Oh. But my favorite is when <laughs> when Sam is meeting with the board at his house about yes. the license right. and then all they hear is and they look up and they see a plane they're like what the fuck the plane ran out of gas because they've been watching joe pesci this whole time yeah. his character <laughs> so the fbi lands and the then backyard. they take off running yeah in, in the backyard of his god oh, what a big property you can you know you're like what the fuck a plane. just like looking <laughs> And then they run, they run out like nothing. Yeah, like, like nothing with binoculars and shit. Like, eh, that's it. <laughs> Joe Pesci's like, hey, see, right. these guys, they ran out of gas. Oh, man. Yeah, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. All right, well, before I go, I want to give you a song of the week, and then we'll give some plugs. Uh, Freddie has something new to plug. But before that, I'm going to give you song of the week. So this movie came out in 1995. One of the songs... I wanted, I wanted to pick this because this came out in 1995, but it was also a song that really I remember listening to a lot because it's when it was released in 95. And I remember it was on MTV a lot and being hanging out with my friends at that time. And this video always came on and I, I, I really loved it. And um, 
the song I'm going to give you is called More Human Than Human. It's a song by Wipe Zombie off the album Astro Creep 2000. I mean, it's it just when I think 1995, as much as I love the Smashing Pumpkins, truly this song was the song that really hit for me this year. Pumpkins came the year after, but this one, it's like, I remember just, I don't know. It, it, it takes me back. It's like my little brother has always told me music it, it, it's like it's 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 fucking life's time machine right because you could hear something and takes you back to a moment right away and you're you're in that moment where where you're like holy fuck i remember where i was i remember who i was with like who i was talking to what i felt like all that and it's like, and, it's like perfume too yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> so that's why so this week that's the song i'm giving you guys ladies and gentlemen nice. more human than you all right well before we go uh you know freddie He's been promoting out there. He's been putting in little things. So I think, you know, this is the first time he's going to be talking about it on this show. So Freddie actually has a solo podcast coming up. It's all Freddie. And it seems like, well, you know what? I'm going to just hand it over to him. He'll be able to tell you, fill you in on what to look forward to. Well, you know, I, last year with the pandemic, uh, I experienced a lot of things, uh, especially, you know, losing my mother the beginning of this year, losing my uncle. And I wanted to kind of put together a podcast where we can actually talk about what is happening. And this is the real life that we are living in. It's called This is a Real Life, where I kind of just talk about the experiences that I've had with the pandemic. The pandemic, COVID-19, has totally changed our world. It's totally changed the whole platform of how can we continue living a life and and. I mean, with the losses that we've had with COVID. And I think it's a very important topic that a lot of people are not talking about. And I've kind of like shared stories with some of my friends and they were like, you know what, this would be good if you could put a podcast together because we're all dealing with it. And the grief, you know, and I've, I've, I've met so many people who have lost loved ones and they're still losing people. And uh, it's pretty much a reality uh, of, of what's happening today. Um, sharing my story with all of you in a much more, you know, I'm being an open book of why I left the music industry, uh, the way I'm living my life today with the experience that I've had with losing my mother. I have no parents now. You know, I only have a brother and a sister. And how do you continue and in, in, in living this life that we are experiencing now? So this is a this is the real life. Um, I'm still kind of recording and putting it. The first episode should be up hopefully by this weekend. I am, I'm settled in my new location and my new studio. So now I feel like at home and I'm actually in the home my mother used to live. So I feel her presence and it's going to help me also with my grieving process as I still grieve. It's only been what, two months and a few days that I, since I lost my mother and my uncle, and it's pretty much going to be talking about what is happening in real life. So I invite you all, you know, I appreciate how you guys support it and kind of just, you know, it's about stories of, of, of real life. What is it going to actually be title so when people search they can look it up because uh, chances are your episode will be first before this episode is posted yeah well it's gonna be it's gonna be this is a real life with freddie morales episode this one. is the real life there you go ladies and gentlemen and obviously uh when you know you you see freddie morales he's tagged on post on 88 you click you could click his name you head on over to his page and that's you know right there you could find access to the show and my assumption is just like all, all, our podcasts you're going to be able to find it on spotify you know apple Podcasts, where basically wherever you listen to podcasts his show will be there 
and you yes. can check them out. So one, this episode is loaded. That means right now you could actually most likely go and find his, his podcast and check them out and support them. Have you, how you support us here, go check him out and listen to him and, and support him over there. And by the way, I want to thank everybody who's supporting our 88 miles per hour from all over the world. And they say, muchas gracias. Thank you Seriously. guys. You know, we've had, you know, so much fun doing this and we want to continue doing this and reaching out to all of you. And uh, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Yes. We, our heart. Seriously, we truly. Heart. <laughs> like, 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 you know, it's me and Freddie just getting together, but people like are just listening to us. If I can be like, you know, <laughs> just talking, making jokes and, you know, people enjoy that. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's, it's cool. Like just to we're know just that hanging out. Yeah. We're just hanging out. And we, we truly appreciate it, man. Like we love you guys that you are sitting there taking an hour of your day, sometimes more just to listen to talk about, you know, fucking bolio. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> first, they don't talk about movies. They talk about Borleos first, and then they get into the movie. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mucho been gracias. fun traveling back with the mob to the early 70s to visit casinos, but also go into the 90s and 2000s where I liked Vegas also. But it's okay because we all enjoyed Vegas at some point in our lives. But I think it's time we hop into our DeLorean and travel back. Oh, it might blow up. Luckily, uh, we no. have metal plates. Eh? Yeah, know? exactly. Just, we should check Make sure I have turn on the car on my ass blowing. <laughs> right? <laughs> You'll turn into a little dummy, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I'll be like that dummy who burned there. Yeah. But I think it's time we hop into that DeLorean and travel back to the future.
This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.